Boxers, trainers, fight fans, members of the gym, welcome back. We have a fresh, fresh sparring session of the No Decision Podcast. It is I, Wes Ibarra, and my sparring partner, co-trainer, whatever you want to name him, Joy Villapando. Okay, Joy, everybody has shown up for this week's session. Are you ready to make the rounds with me? Yes, sir. Let's go. All right, let's get on to it. Let's ring the bells, touch them up. Here we go. All right. We are fresh off the IBF middleweight title fight that took place in Los Angeles last night. Um, as you are listening to this, it is Sunday, January 31st. Uh, moving forward, we will now be uh, broadcasting on Sundays alongside our other podcast, the no, or the Run It Back podcast, where we cover Formula One. So please check that out uh, if you are interested. But back to our main point of focus here, Joy. Caleb Plant. Caleb Truex for the IBF middleweight mm-hmm. title, 168 pounds, took place at the Shrine Expo in Los Angeles, California, over Fox PBC. Yeah. Expectations were pretty predominantly on Caleb Plant as it was his title to lose. Caleb Truex being a former title holder of that exact same belt, mm. pretty formidable opponent at that weight class, very respectable guy in division, in the sport. Um, Joy, I had him, by him I mean Plant, dispatching Truex in seven. Mm. Uh, I would like to know what you had, but obviously that's not what happened. Uh, Just to get cut to the chase, uh, Plant won a unanimous decision, basically 12 rounds to none. Yeah. uh, Defending his title and putting him on the fast track to fighting someone like Canelo Alvarez in the near future. So, Joy, what did you have? What did you have for plant going or truex for that matter going into that fight and did it meet your expectations well yeah uh so my predictions for the uh fight prior to the fight actually happening was that plant was gonna have a decision uh i thought that plant was gonna outbox truex um i didn't think it was gonna be in the fashion that he did it last night um the reason why i said that plant uh, I, I thought that Plant was going to score a decision against Truex is because watching Plant's previous fights, um, he does seem like he's more of a volume puncher. I mean, he is a volume puncher. Uh, he, I, like I said, he reminds me of Lomachenko. Um, but for some reason, uh, in this fight, he was a little bit more planted. Uh, you know, no pun intended. But um, So he pretty much sat on his punches a lot and if you guys don't know this term uh sitting on your punches is when a boxer is you know pretty much flat on his feet uh he's doing that because he wants to generate power with his punches and uh plant didn't really who you know he's known for being on his toes a lot and he likes to dance around the ring um but yeah uh for some reason this fight it was a little bit different for plant um he like I said, he sat on his punches and he tried to generate a lot of power with his punches. But with that being said, he was still fast. He was still way too fast for Truex to even catch. There was a point, Wes, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but like there was a point in the fight where like Truex or um, Plant outlined Truex were like 60 punches to like nine, um, which... Oh yeah, there was a big disparity in between the landed. Absolutely. And so like that to me symbolize that like plant is a really hard fighter to hit 
Um, he has this kind of Philly shell style, although it's not really the... It's a very unorthodox Philly shell because he doesn't actually have his right hand cocked next to his chin. He doesn't have it sitting on his chin. He's kind of still on that sideways... I don't know. He, he still has it on his by his shoulder, which is kind of weird. Um, he doesn't do the shoulder roll, of course. That's kind of like a Mayweather thing. But he's still a pretty hard guy to hit. And um, But yeah, like like that's pretty much generally like my basic reactions for the fight. I will say um, there was a moment in the fight where Truex started landing the overhand right, which kind of um, it is concerning for me because that's a punch that Canelo would probably throw, right? Like if they ever do fight. Um, but yeah, uh, anyway, I tried to cover a lot in such a short amount of time. But yeah, um, I thought Plant was going to win in decision. He did. And, but I didn't think it was going to be in this fashion of just such a incredible shutout. Yeah, really, for real. I mean, Plant boxed very well throughout the fight. There was a big disparity in the punches landed in every single category, whether it was jabs, power punches, overall. Overall. Um, and Plant showed his fancy footwork, his body movement, uh, his flare punch where he faints to the outside yeah. and comes in under uh, uppercut <laughs> with the left. Very impressive. Um, it seems like nowadays that's what every fighter's trying to do. Canelo, Canelo does it as well. Vertical, yeah. Plant goes horizontal. <laughs> uh, so that would be an interesting uh, thing to see yeah, yeah. from a aesthetic standpoint if they ever meet in the ring. But uh, the stage seems to be setting up a little bit more clearly right. so plant dispatch truax canelo fights yildirim, yildirim next month um and it is said that canelo has a deal in principle to fight billy joe saunders in may right so if you are caleb plant joy mm. who would you want to fight next to make sure you're still on that fast track in the Canelo sweepstakes. Ooh. Ooh. Ah, man. It is... It is quite tough to pick. Right? Because... Who do you... Who do you fight if you're... If you're Callum... If you're Callum... If you're Caleb Plant, right? Like, uh... I mean, I think you could fight... Ah. Wow. I don't know. I, I guess the biggest statement would be fight Triple G. Right, I think that would be a huge statement for Caleb Plant, and if he dispatches Triple G just like he did Truex, then I think the fight would be a little bit more interesting. Uh, right, it would generate a little bit more more gossip. Right, if Plant does beat Triple G, now of course they're not going to be in the same division, but Triple G is known as this guy that's chasing uh, Canelo Alvarez, and it seems as though. For now, Plant is a little bit closer to fighting Canelo than Triple G is. It's it's this weird feeling that Triple G is kind of chasing a guy, chasing a ghost. Um, and, you know, Canelo is kind of just plowing through whatever division he picks, right? But so, of course, it's probably going to be a catchweight between Plant and Triple G. 
but I think that's okay. Um, I think it'll be a good challenge for Triple G uh, going up against a guy that's really fast, really skilled. But at the same time, like this is Plant. This is a good test for Plant if he fights Triple G, uh, a guy that generates a lot of power from nothing, uh, but also has pretty good ring awareness and he's got a high boxing IQ. So I, I don't know. Uh, it's probably just more. I, I could probably pick a better name. But I think this is more for the name, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, just the effect of having the name versus like going up against Triple G. Uh, okay, I could see him fighting Triple G for a name standpoint. Right. But how about I throw a suggestion at you, Joy? Uh, so you have David Benavides, former title David? holder, yeah, one sixty eight WBC, who lost it on the scales. So. <laughs> uh, big big fella over here is calling out Plant, calling him yeah. a little you know what. Mm. If you ask me, I would want Plant to shut that mouth up. <laughs> so, why, what how, what do you think about that? Don't you think that would be a good matchup to get on the fast track, to stay on the Canelo sweepstakes? I do, but I do feel like David Benavidez is still. I mean, him and Plant are very new to like. You know the world stage or the superstar stage boxing um i will say david benavidez there's not a thing that would impress you about him i think he punches hard he punches strong he's a very strong guy he's pretty big he's very big uh even for a super middleweight but like man like like i don't know um it's tough to explain, but I feel like Plant has kind of surpassed him a little bit. Um, now, of course, they are probably going to fight, you know, because he does run his mouth a little bit, but that's that's what fighting is. But yeah, I, I don't know. Um, would that generate enough? I don't know. It, would that generate enough for Canelo to say, I want Plant next? Is what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, will it make a big enough splash for Canelo to turn his head and say, Plant should be next? Because to me, it seems like Canelo should have been fi fighting Billy jo uh, Joel Saunders. You know? So, like... Yeah. Right. And, of course, you know, we can go revisit our conversation on the politics and whatnot. But, of course, yeah. you know, there's no need to reiterate something we already kind of covered right and yeah i mean granted that matchup is going to happen anyway. it's going to happen anyway it's right. going to take a little bit longer than what we'd have liked right but of course you know for the sake of this round right. we're still talking about caleb plant and what he needs to do to stay in the running well well but, yeah yeah absolutely like if bill joel saunders because you know i known that like I've known that Bill Joel Saunders, like, it's still kind of, like, not... Is it confirmed yet? But, like, Canelo versus uh, Saunders, you know, it's kind of still... They're still in the talks for it. But, I mean, if Plant wants to fit in a Saunders fight, I'm fine with that, too. But that's the thing, right? It seems like Canelo is aimed at Saunders, right, at the moment. Well, right. But, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, for what it's worth... Uh, you know, congratulations to Caleb Plant for defending yeah, the title. Uh, whether his next opponent is a Benavidez or, 
in your um, predictions join a Triple G or even somebody else that we're not even mentioning tonight, maybe an Anthony Durrell or Durrell. someone like that. Um, whatever it may be, I'm sure he'll be ready to take on the challenge and do whatever he needs to do to stay in that sweepstakes mm. or even Demetrius Andre, right? Yeah. But uh, that is the end of round one. Um, we're going to go into round two, probably the most, one of the most hyped up uh, matchup scenarios, one of the most made fun of matchup scenarios that's going on in the boxing landscape right now. And I'm chuckling because there's this Photoshop image in my head for everyone that's uh, here in the gym with <laughs> us tonight that I can't seem to shake off. But it is Manny Pacquiao versus Ryan Garcia. Um, Ryan Garcia made waves on the internet following Conor McGregor's knockout loss to Dustin Poirier on UFC 257 yeah. that um, he is now in advanced talks to making a matchup with Manny Pacquiao, who is his hero. Now, at the beginning of the week, it was sounded like it was going to be an exhibition match. But as you got wow. to hump day and yeah. towards the end of the week, no, it's a real match. And, of course, Ryan Garcia would then go about how uh, Twitter is this, that, and the other, so I don't have a Twitter anymore. But besides how dangerous the Internet, um, how the Internet can be and how toxic, toxic of a place it can be, um, let's talk about the main point here, Joy. Um, Pacquiao and Ryan Garcia. Whether it's an exhibition yeah. fight or a real fight, Mr. Miyagi versus Daniel San. <laughs> that's the Photoshop image I cannot get out of my head. <laughs> Whoever did that had too much time that day. You need to stop it, ma'am or sir <laughs> or they. Yeah, yeah, come on. Now I can't get it out of my head. But anyway, Joy, what are your thoughts on a Ryan Garcia, Manny Pacquiao matchup in the works? Less. Like, this is what i want this is like what i've been really like asking for like i want manny pacquiao to go down a weight class now of course uh they're, they're still talking about the catch weight and you know there's gonna there's not gonna be an exhibition fight but i would love for manny pacquiao to go down in weight into lightweight because i feel like that is the weight that he can still wreck shop right uh there's still a lot of young fighters that haven't faced a veteran like he is and i love this fight wes um pacquiao versus garcia um i don't know uh there uh, perhaps you know pacquiao saw something uh like a, a weakness in the armor of garcia probably you know um oh man his name escapes me who's the guy that just literally fought garcia uh campbell Luke campbell campbell uh -huh. yeah so campbell i mean he kind of exposed Garcia right like he knocked him down a little bit um he was able to land uh you know punches like you know but like uh, he was more he should have just worked the jab a little bit more but Garcia has never fought anyone like Pacquiao right and Pacquiao seems to love taking the zeros of undefeated fighters <laughs> and so yeah uh I'm really excited. I really hope this happens uh, because, like I said, I think this is where, I think this is the weight class where Pacquiao's punches may still carry a lot of power. 
to them. I think he could really hurt uh, Garcia. Um, and, you know, I mean, vice versa as well, right? I I'm pretty sure Ryan Garcia can also hurt Pacquiao, but you're going to have to be really prepared to, to catch Pacquiao because the last time Pacquiao fought someone that's orthodox with a predominantly, you know, power, like, that's right, uh, left-handed, it didn't go well for them. So, uh, but we will see. That was like, what, 10 years ago. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's super... what they were comparing this match to. <laughs> and if, if they want to, if, you, if you're saying that it's going to be like that, then I don't want that exact result to happen. Because <laughs> I love Pacquiao to death, man. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll, we will see. We'll see, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know, yeah. Uh, we will see. I, I love this fight, Wes. Um, I wish Pacquiao just moved down and wait. Um, I mean, yeah. So I, I really like this fight. I, I, it never really... It never captured my attention if Pacquiao stayed in the welterweight division. I feel like they were just way too big. They were way too good. You know, and, you know, spank some of these newcomers coming up these new guys you know I, I respect them a lot but when we talk about veteran fighters who's been through it all who has all the tricks up his sleeves it's got to be Pacquiao Pacquiao has to be the guy that you know shows a lot of these young kids that there's a lot more than, than just you know than what they learn there, there's so many ways to attack so many ways to defend and I love this fight Sure, sure. And of course, um, I can also say that, well, don't, don't undermine what Pacquiao has done at 140 and 147. Yeah, right? absolutely. And to, to some extent, 154. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I can, I can see him cause his, his best, his best really did come at 135, 135. 140. Yeah. Right. 135, 140, little bit of 130. And then of course, you know, 126 was really where we saw something really, really change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, a curveball I wanted to throw in there, Joy. But, um, so, okay. It's cool. King Rai or Ryan G yeah. wants to fight Pac Man. But if you're Tank, if you're Devin Haney, Ooh. after he calls you out, don't you just gotta sit there and be like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's what I say. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you know, Pacquiao would still. I, I think he would still, like, instill more fear into the lightweight division than he would be in the welterweight. Now, I mean, I will say this: I do think Keith Thurman is a better boxer than Ryan Garcia. I think he's a little bit more of a complete boxer than Ryan Garcia. That's why I think Pacquiao is going to have a pretty fun time with Ryan Garcia in there. Um, you know, and, and that's and that's the thing. That's why I'm a little bit more excited because um, we might see Pacquiao look a little bit younger against some of these guys that, you know, don't, they, they still don't have a lot of experience. I mean, I respect Ryan Garcia. I started liking the guy after he proved himself for, for Campbell. But... I love that, you know, Garcia isn't afraid to just go up against legends of the of the sport. Sure. And so, yeah, uh, massive amount of respect for, for Garcia. Well, yeah, but what I'm what I'm trying to get at here, Joy, is, okay, 
just pretend for a moment hmm. you're Devin Haney, you're Tank Davis, you're, I don't know, Tiafimo Lopez. So he called, right? He, as in Ryan Garcia, called you out prior to making this story up or not, not story. Oh, it up, oh okay. Putting out this story about wanting, uh, negotiating with Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. What I'm saying is, not too long ago, he was calling you out. <laughs> but now he's saying he's going to fight Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, okay. I and thought it was the other way around. That's what I mean by, why don't you just sit there and just be like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Not to, not to repeat what I just said, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, That's yeah, what I was I thought, trying to ask you. I thought you meant like Pacquiao after he beats Garcia, he's gonna go for Devin Haney, Teofimo. No, yeah. no, no, no. I mean no, that no, would no. be that's why I, I was if like you're, that'd be if scary. You're, if you're if you're Devin Haney, if you're Teofimo Lopez, if you're uh Tank Davis, you gotta be like what the fuck. Right. That's right. what I'm saying. Oh well, yeah, what the fuck? But like I think I think they don't mind. I think if Garcia wants to be the guinea pig and go up against be one of the first lightweights to the young lightweights to go up against Pacquiao if Pacquiao decides to stay in the lightweight division um then if I'm Devin Haney I'm I'm like go for it dude because I don't want Pacquiao to you know call me out in the lightweight division while my stocks are rising so you go and fight him you know but like yeah I, I don't know yeah, yeah I mean I don't know for me I wouldn't mind it if I'm Devin Haney. Um, if anything, this would be interesting to watch, right? Because if Pacquiao is still as good as when he fought Keith Thurman, you could probably find out a lot of weaknesses more on Garcia. And if you're Devin Haney, like you need to find more weaknesses on uh, Ryan Garcia. So uh, if I'm Devin Haney, I'm all for it. Like, yay. You want to fight Pacquiao? Go ahead. Okay. That, you know, th thank you for giving me <laughs> such a clearer answer now. Yeah. I was hoping you would say that. And one more thing before I close out the round, even though the next round will still be about Pacquiao. Yeah. Do you think that if he comes down and wait, now I'm feeling a little, uh, feeling a little, uh, festive because uh, next week is a big sporting event here uh, <laughs> in our side of the pond but okay do you think if Pacquiao comes down to the lightweight division and actually produces you know mm. comes away scot-free do you think he would be the Tom Brady of boxing oh I think I mean if he beats Teofimo Lopez then yes and takes all the titles that Teofimo just took from Lomachenko, then yes, he is probably the, the Tom Brady. And I think at that point, he'd probably call it a career because why would, oh my God, like, you know, going down to lightweight and just conquering lightweight division at your 43, that's Tom Brady territory right there. Um, but yeah, uh, right? Like, wouldn't that like just generate even more headlines or like even create a further story for Manny Pacquiao if he goes into the lightweight divisions beat Teofimo beat Ryan Garcia you know I don't know if he'll ever fight even after that but you know like wouldn't that just like it'd be a he'd be like a mythical mythical like character he won't he'd, he'd be past legendary 
Well, that's the thing, right? It's like, for me, if he did that, then one, uh, it will, for me, or one, for sure, mm. uh, you'll have that men in black pen in front of you and you're going to forget what happened in 2012. <laughs> yeah. Two, it might uh, take off a little bit off the blemish of losing to Floyd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've said this before. Like, I feel like Floyd Mayweather had the better career, right? Because, I mean, the, the guy retired undefeated pretty much was the defensive fighter of, like, the entire decade. Uh, but when it comes to legacy, I think Pacquiao has more impact, right? Like he's pretty much, he's pretty much done it all. He's been in so much more wars. He's fought, <laughs> he's fought a dude set four times. Uh, I really don't believe there should have been a fourth, but I only say that. But yeah, uh, but yeah, like hey, he still has a winning record. He still has a winning record against that guy anyway. <laughs> but no yeah, how you see it? That, yeah, exactly. And so like that's that's what I'm saying, like. You know, he, he has a better legacy. I feel like, like you said, right? Like, Ryan Garcia's hero is Manny Pacquiao, right? And and Manny Pacquiao has inspired so many boxers to just even step on the ring. So, yeah, uh, in terms of legacy, uh, I'll pick Pacquiao. In terms of, like, Mayweather, I'll probably, like, uh, in terms of career, I'll probably pick uh, Mayweather. Well, I will say, though, if Pacquiao did do that somehow... Mm. I don't think he's gonna stop, which is a bigger, even bigger concern. <laughs> That's a bigger concern. Yeah, he's he's a gonna have concern to... for you and me, his <laughs> diehard fans. It's an even bigger concern for the Philippine government. He's gonna he's gonna have to fight. He's gonna have to go down. Like by the time he retires, he's gonna be in featherweight or bantamweight. <laughs> we're probably gonna Anyhow. have that. We're probably gonna have that dream fight that we want, the Donaire versus Pacquiao fight. Yeah. So that's <laughs> another old man fight. That's another. Okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, let's let's save the Pacquiao <laughs> fantasies for another day because we still have more serious pressing issues to talk about Pac-Man. Yeah. So round three, uh, WBA has taken his championship status into champion in recess and promoting your Denise Ugas to the super WBA champion. Yeah. So he's no longer the super champion, right? No. Okay. Uh, so the black belt is now in Ugas's hands and yeah. Ugas was very quick to try and uh call out call out uh, like Terrence Crawford Terrence. and Errol Spence Jr. <laughs> uh so now that that title is technically not active for him Joy for him I mean Pacquiao does that make it easier you say do you think uh, uh yeah to negotiate those fights mentioned earlier absolutely absolutely I think I don't know. Perhaps this was part of the plan, right? He he never had you know intentions of fighting uh, either Terence Bud Crawford or Errol Sprint or Errol Spence. Uh, he you know he he himself said you know he's a boxing fan uh, when it comes down to it, and he knows that Bud versus Spence is the fight to make at this very moment. And I think you know Pacquiao is also self-aware, right? He's he sees the welterweights around him are getting a lot bigger, and they're not getting any older, right? They just they just keep getting younger, and I think this was a way for him to free himself to kind of negotiate these fights, you know, with Ryan Garcia, um, because then he would have been stuck 
he would have been trapped, right? He would have to be the mandatory uh, fighter for Spence or just, you know, even in talks with Spence. So, so yeah, absolutely. I think perhaps he probably planned this for, for some time now that, yeah, maybe, like, it, it just wasn't his, his fight to fight anymore. Sure. I would also say that, you know, uh, he has really nothing to prove yeah in that in in the sport let alone that division yeah right so losing that title doesn't really hurt him that much yeah i mean you still have your belt right we've right. already had this discussion about belts <laughs> in a previous podcast yeah, he'll, he'll get his uh what do you call it his replica oh no dude i told you to make a new one every time yeah exactly so, oh, okay, okay, cool. So, so yeah, it's an it's an official even, copy. He's, yeah, yeah, dude, I there wouldn't want a, I wouldn't want a belt that somebody put their hands on <laughs> and rubbed whatever else on it. Oh. Okay, I'm just uh. saying. That's, so that's why it's better to make a new one every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean, you know, but, yeah. I'm excited I'm sure though. They, they, we'll see. We'll see what Ugas has. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, he is the. Uh, overwhelming underdog now in that division. Yep. Um, given that Spence and Crawford are the top dogs, and there isn't really much else between the three of them, really. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, no. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. I hope. Uh, I hope Ugas does well. Of course, you know, I don't wish anything bad for uh, fighters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, at least not explicitly. Uh, if you're two twins from Ohio, I have a bit of concern for you, okay. but that's it. Okay. Uh, because you basically fought a... One of you fought a basketball player. One of you fought a fellow YouTuber. So, oh. uh... There you go. And, you know, uh, next thing you know, they're going to want to fight Vicar Mayfield. But that's besides the point. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so shouts to your Danny Ugas for being the, I guess, quote unquote, new um, WBA champion and yeah. or Pac Man. I really want to see something interesting in 2021, 2022. Yeah. And please, man, know when to stop, for the love of God. Know when to stop, absolutely. <laughs> okay, that's the end of round three. Round four is our last one. Let's uh, get it going. Let's end on a high note, everybody, members, boxers, trainers, fight fans. Uh, before we close up the gym tonight and we are actually going to be kicking a little bit i know kicking is illegal in the sport of boxing but there's this guy in the ufc that really thinks he's a boxer though he is a multi-million dollar uh, fighter and he's a, he is a winner i don't care what what you all think about him hmm. but it's connor mcgregor connor. and connor i love notorious but he got ding-donged so ding-dong alert at Karma. UFC 257 <laughs> two weeks ago in Dubai against Dustin Diamond Poirier. Uh, no, no title there, but um, it was a rematch from a fight that took place a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, McGregor actually fought the fight with more of a boxing stance yeah. rather than a uh, martial, arts martial arts stance. Yeah. And, of course, uh, the hype surrounding McGregor at the time was that, oh, if I beat Poirier, I might try and fish Nurmagomedov back into UFC or I try and make 
Buku money fighting Manny Pacquiao or <laughs> Floyd Mayweather Jr. again. Yeah. So, Joy, are we starting to think that McGregor does not give a crap about MMA anymore, wants to be a boxer, it, but is not doing himself any favors? It, um, it definitely showed that uh, his heart doesn't seem like he's it's into it anymore. He doesn't seem like he's, you know... I don't know. For for some reason, I got this feeling that he didn't even want to be there in the octagon anymore. So, um... It, it, it was a little sad, but, like, I was still impressed. I think... I mean, he landed some pretty good strikes to Poirier and, uh... in a boxing stance as well. Uh... But, yeah. Uh, it, he seemed like he wasn't fully prepared for this fight. He... You know, it seemed as though he had boxing in mind a little bit more. Now, of course, he made a ton of money in boxing when he just fought uh, Mayweather. But, like, man, like, of course, like, I, I, I know there's a lot of Conor McGregor fans, and there's also a lot of people that don't like Conor McGregor. But to those fans of Conor McGregor, like, I feel kind of sad for them because this is the, the guy that kind of gave them the, the hope. The guy that pretty much, you know, is so electric that pretty much helped MMA surpass boxing in terms of, like, just revenue and, like, popularity. But, yeah, it's sad because it seemed like, it seems as though his heart just wasn't into it anymore. He, he wasn't there to... Uh, I don't know. It's a weird feeling, Wes. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know when you know that look when a fighter knows that he just doesn't have it anymore. But it's a little bit more sadder with McGregor because it seems as though he found something else that he likes to do, uh, and he knows he could be well better off uh, if he did that thing, right? Like boxing. Uh, MMA seems to me like, you know, he, he's already had troubles with MMA, just officials. So, I don't know. Uh, for me, it seemed like he didn't even want to be there. He didn't want to, or he just, he just didn't have the heart for it anymore. Sure. And the funny thing is that uh, growing up, he actually did do boxing. Yeah. And he then transitioned into MMA and uh using more of a martial arts for his uh, combat and of course his meteoric rise uh and of course uh, his best work in the ufc has come at 145 pounds which is lightweight i believe it is yes in the in the uh ufc which is kind of weird because that's welterweight in boxing yeah um so yeah okay say joy uh maybe a few months from now conor mcgregor says you know what yeah I'm done with uh, MMA. MMA. You know, I'm not going to go not to the Bellator first time he said or that. one. Huh? <laughs> not the first time he's ever said that. But uh... Oh, no, but let's say, <laughs> let's say he puts his foot down. Oh, okay, like, okay. Losing to Poirier. Hangs him up, yeah. Uh, it was the last straw. Yeah. Okay? Say he doesn't get that rematch with uh, Poirier or, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Or fights Tony Ferguson or whatever. Um, say he just really just outright says, you know what, I don't want to do MMA anymore or UFC or go, like I said, to the other divisions like one or Bellator. I want to do boxing. Yeah. And he becomes, you know, a licensed boxer. Right. So we have a Southpaw guy 
smaller guy too. He's like five nine, five eight. Yeah. Uh, how do you think he would do then? Oh. Say he took the next couple years in boxing. How do you think he would do? Well, that's the thing, right? Like because, like you said, Wes, um, his name carries a lot of weight, and his name allows him to fight boxers that other boxers would dream of coming into the ring, right? Like it's because of McGregor. Just his name and just, you know, his his passion for, for fighting and, like, you know, his legions of fans, he was able to land a fight with Floyd Mayweather. Now, there are still talks for him fighting Manny Pacquiao, the guy that we just talked about. Um, but if Conor McGregor fights a guy that's probably, like, in the fifth rank of the welterweight division and loses then doesn't he like become he, he becomes less relevant for the big name fighters you know what i'm saying like if, sure. if he does dedicate to boxing and he loses on some low tier competition then he's not gonna have that chance anymore to fight the 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 guys that he wants um, and I've always thought, like, you know, Mayweather was going to pick him apart, and he did. Um, but that's the thing, right? That that fight would have never happened if McGregor stepped into the ring with another boxer uh, that wasn't Mayweather, right? And he, lo he loses badly, right? And so, I don't know. I mean, if Conor McGregor goes into boxing, who does he fight first? You know, if it's not Pacquiao, because Pacquiao seems to have a lot of his hand, a lot in his hands at the moment. Like, who does he pick? You know, who does he fight? Well, I, I think I could tell you right now that that fight is off the table. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, if, if he wants to dedicate to boxing because he does bring a lot of money, right? And he's he's gonna get paid a lot more in boxing because his legion of fans is gonna follow him wherever he goes. Like, who do you fight? You know, it let's say he stays in the welterweight division for boxing. Like, who does he fight? We said before, right? That welterweight division seems to be the most competitive and seems to be filled with so much talent. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, give me an idea, Wes. Who, who do you think he should fight? It's hmm. <laughs> a good question. Exactly. So, well, first yeah. he has to make sure that uh, he finds a weight class that he's really comfortable at. Yeah, yeah. I'd um, start like 140 for him. Like 140? 140. Okay. You know what? Since he likes to talk, even though he has become more of a mellow uh, personality lately, yeah. why don't you try fighting someone like Adrian Broner? <laughs> I mean, yeah. That, that would bring a lot of... I mean, imagine the, the trash talk in between, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, or if he wants to fight at 170 for some odd reason, uh, no, nah. or 155. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could fight. Uh, he could try and and take his uh, chances at like someone like Sebastian Fundora, that six foot six lanky kid. That would no, be an no, interesting no. sight to see. It'd be interesting, but and I think it would help Fundora in the long run too, because then yeah. people would. Uh, give him recognition at that point yeah I, you you brought up a great fighter was 
like Adrian Broner versus Conor McGregor. Like, you know, the guy that was supposed to be this failed prophecy from Mayweather's camp versus the guy that's trying to prove himself to be a boxer, right? And we've, we've seen Adrian Broner before. He doesn't, he doesn't have a high punching output. And Conor McGregor, you know, he, he likes, he will rough you up, right? He, he, he doesn't seem to like to follow the rules of boxing. He, he will punch you. He will give you rabid punches pretty much. Uh, and of course these two like to talk and <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, but I, I like that matchup. I actually like that matchup. If that happens, I hope it generates a lot of money. I hope there's a lot of interest for it. But I know Adrian Broner still has to go through uh, a guy that he's fighting. I forgot his name, but still, we'll see. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, it's all speculation at this point. Yeah. Um, of course, I'm sure McGregor should uh, take some time and at least reflect yeah. on what happened at UFC 257 and really, really figure out um, what he really wants to do to sustain his livelihood yeah whether it's in boxing or mma or at this point he could or he could just make a lot of uh, money just doing ads for his uh whiskey company <laughs> his whiskey or company. uh do acting roles at this point yeah like ronda rousey right yeah um or do wwe i don't know something something there's always going to be an opportunity for him because he's that marketable exactly I mean, Sean Porter also, like, just came up in my mind. I think I'd like to see a Sean Porter-McGregor fight. I don't know, man. Something <laughs> tells me that Sean Porter is way too far ahead of um, I, Notorious. I feel, that, I feel that, too. I feel that, too. But, I mean, I, I think it'd be interesting to see. Sure. But I do think... I mean, granted, Sean, Sean P. could still fight for world titles, though. So that's I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think Sean is still like very underrated, um, but I think it'd be interesting to see, right? Like, Sean Porter is known as this guy who likes to fight rough. He likes to make it, you know, very close and dirty sometimes. And when he, you know, closes the distance, Conor McGregor, uh, we'll see how he reacts to a fighter that does do that, because at this point, he's only fought a guy that, you know, controls the distance. With his jab and sure. his church. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get it. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But, you know, I hope uh, Notorious uh, bounces back stronger and um, hope to see him again in the limelight in the near future hmm. uh, this year. But that is uh, the end of our sparring session tonight. Thank you, everyone, for showing up to the gym and putting that work in. Joy, before we close up, do you have any final thoughts? No, that, that, uh, that's pretty much it. I got it. Okay. Well, I did want to bring up one little thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty upset at what this guy did last night. But um, on the undercards of the plant versus uh, Truex fight, there was a fight with, uh, I think his guy, this guy's name was Spencer, and the, his opponent was Selvin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, at the beginning of the fight, the referee was like, um, make sure to listen to my commands. Oh, this two is point a boxing deduction. match, not a street fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy is a freaking <laughs> embarrassment to boxing. I think it was Selden who hit his opponent on the back of the head after being knocked down. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. 
I mean, okay, like, uh, Sean Porter actually, he was uh, commentating this fight and um, stated that, like, yeah, like, it, it, it was necessary to take uh, penalties uh, for him. But Sean Porter also said that it shouldn't have been a two point. It should have just been a one point because uh, the ref was losing control of the fight. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, if you're a fighter, like don't, <laughs> you know, have more, a little bit more discipline, right? Um, even after the referee just warned you numerous times on like your, your tactics. So yeah, like, uh, it, it was frustrating to watch, but I think, uh, it would have been more frustrating if there was no penalty, uh, given, so. Yeah, no, it, and something told me that, like, you know, that, that Selden is a little bit of a loose cannon. <laughs> and he was even arguing with the ref after, yeah. uh, the ref called the fight. Yeah. To the point where the ref was like, okay, if he keeps this up, I'm gonna take his pay as well. <laughs> Like, bro, you're a competitor. I understand there's an emotional aspect to it, right. but if you're getting beat, figure it out. Figure, you know, right. and do it the right way. Right, do it right. the right way. You know, shit. That's probably the easiest, I guess, ding-dong alert we're going to have all yeah, year. Pretty much. Freaking, I mean, the guy needs to learn. The guy needs to check himself and figure out how to change up that attitude man yeah yeah but that's that's it all right everyone you know thanks for stopping by we are closed now you don't have to go home but you can't stay here but for what it's worth you come back next sunday we got a fresh set of rounds for you but until then for joy villapando i'm wes Ibarra. have a great night